Robbie Knox here, landlord of the Moon Underwater, and I have a very exciting announcement to share with you. Have you ever found yourself listening along to the podcast thinking, hmm, I wish I could experience this with my own eyes in the real world? Well, you're in luck, because very soon the Moon Underwater will be returning to the other realm for a special live show. As it's such a special occasion, we thought we'd invite an equally special guest along. Joining us on the night to create their dream pub is the Edinburgh Comedy Award-winning comedian Ahir Shah. It's taking place on Sunday the 7th of April at Moth Club in London. Tickets are on general sale now. Search Moon Under Pod on socials, head to our page and click the link in the bio to get your tickets. We look forward to seeing you there. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When days past bleed into present night and the amber glow of street lamps through the windows fogged by breath. When a melody from a farther room drifts you down the staircase of years. Take heart. Take pint. Take yourself to the moon underwater. to you all matins and vespers let them commence here in the moon underwater it is i john robbins the landlord of this sacred pub this pub of the mind that both exists and doesn't exist in the correct realm but is also a pub where we invite a guest to furnish their dream tavern and talk about all things pub related and usually i would be here behind the bar shining it down with with cloth and leather chamois. And with me would be the lovely Robin Allender. But Robin is running a bit late. He has been caught in a rift uh, between the other realm and the correct realm. But he will be here to speak to our guests. I have it on good authority. So what that means is the moon underwater has adopted a quite sort of ghostly, mournful setting. It's got a Havisham vibe to it, a sort of Miss Havisham vibe. There are cobwebs and black silks and velvets hung over an awful lot of the lamps. Um, it's almost like the, the pub's in mourning for, for Robin's absence. But as soon as he arrives, it will reveal itself in all its splendour. 
But this does mean that I had to sigh for the mist today. And there's a reason Robin sighs for the mist. Because, you know, he's got a, at least a, he's on speaking terms with the mist man. Whereas I was new to it. And unfortunately, I let out, it was more, it was more of a screech. It was more of a pained screech or howl. And, you know, he's, he's expecting Robin's, one of Robin's many sighs, you know, like an, ah, or a, ah, whereas, well, I won't recreate what I did for fear of um, cracking the windows here, but he, he certainly ran. He made good with his legs, but mist he delivered. And if you have any mail uh, you would like to send through the mist, uh, you can send it to john at moonunderpod.com. I did want to highlight one mist, uh, which comes from Reese Roberts. Uh, and Reese is talking about themed pub crawls. He says, Hail fellows, well met. Having been an avid listener since the beginning and being introduced to some frankly superb new ales and ciders along the way, I finally succumbed to writing in when I heard your appeal for themed pub crawls. Myself and a group of friends partake of the Monopoly board pub crawl once a year around the streets of old London town. It sounds like a mission, but over the years we've honed it expertly to be more than manageable in a day. I should point out that we don't attempt all 26 stops anymore. We tried that the first couple of times and it rapidly became apparent that the logistics of trying to get round the lot are insurmountable. Instead, we've trimmed it to a pint in each of the eight colours, along with the four stations, thus making 12 pubs in a 12-hour period. This, as you can imagine, is much more achievable and makes for a more pleasant and enjoyable day with more time in each carefully selected pub. I've enclosed a sample route below, and I know it's not strictly in colour or board order, but on a map, it makes infinitely more sense. So few caveats there from uh, Reese, but I'll go through the ones that uh, he has highlighted. Uh, Whitechapel, the blind beggar, Fenchurch Street, the Raven, Liverpool Street, Hamilton Hotel, Angel the York, King's Cross, the Parcel Yard, Marlebone, Victoria and Albert, Oxford Street, Spread Eagle, Marlborough Street, Coach and Horses, Mayfair, the Clarence, Leicester Square, Moon Underwater, Trafalgar Square, Chandos, Whitehall, Lord Moon of the Mall. The beauty of this crawl is that with so many street and pub options, it's infinitely changeable and means you can almost have a different crawl every time. It goes without saying that if you ever wish to join us, you'd be welcomed with open arms and brimming pints. Yours in ale, Reese Roberts. Very interesting, Reese. I'd like to know some of the constrictions around selection. Because, for example... Chandos is near Trafalgar Square, but it's not, I guess, technically on Trafalgar Square. So, I mean, it's closer to Leicester Square than Trafalgar Square. So how are you defining which parts of the board the pubs relate to? So the closest pub to Trafalgar Square is probably the Admiralty. But it's not the closest. I get you've got free reign, but then... I mean, I don't mind it. I like the fact that the the pubs can change every time. But I have to say, you, you wouldn't, with all respect to the name, you wouldn't find me going near the Moon Underwater on Leicester Square in a pub crawl when you have a choice of pubs. At the very least, it's not a great part of London for pubs. I'd probably want to venture a bit closer to Soho. There's actually a pub um, on Leicester Square that does quite a good pint of... Uh, tribute. Let me just look it up in my mind. Though I guess um, 
Moon Underwater is actually on Leicester Square. I think it's the Imperial. I don't mind the Imperial. It's right by uh, the Leicester Square Theatre. Or well, you could have gone to Waxy's Little Sister to maybe call that Leicester Square. So I'd like to know some of the rules. There must be rules to decide. Because if you're just going from a colour of the board, how... Yeah, I need more rules, I think, Reese. I need more rules. I need, ideally, a spreadsheet. Oxford Street is difficult for pubs because the pubs on Oxford Street aren't that great. But I guess it's a movable feast. Cork and Bottle Wine Bar wouldn't be a bad shout for Leicester Square. It's right by the station. I know that um, producer Dave from the Ellis and John show used to do a pub crawl where you throw a dice and you pick... So you're on a, a tube line and you throw a dice to pick the st- how many stops you go. So it's up to a maximum of six, between one and six. And then you have to go to the nearest pub near that station. But then I guess that does throw up some pretty grim pubs. So why not just create a nice pub crawl? Anyway, thanks for sending that in. If you've got any uh, themed pub crawls, or if you've got any pub memories, favourite pub reveals, uh, pub fantasies, uh, rest in pubs, pubs pubs of the present, pubs of the past, uh, email them to john at moonunderpod.com. But I'm not going to stand here chin-wagging to my own sen. Uh, I am going to chase up Robin. I will probably speak to the guardians of the gate of the realm uh, to see if he's passed through. I also need to do something about these cobwebs, just in case they don't remove themselves when he arrives. Uh, So I'll do all that, and hopefully he will be here when this week's guest crosses over the threshold. Robin, have you looked out of the blooming window for once in your sorry little life? No, no, no. Well, look out of the blooming window for once in your sorry little life. Yeah, God, what is that? It looks like um, a shape. Well, it's what's happened is it's got that beautiful thing where the sun's quite low and the, the sort of light you would usually expect to get from a sunset is just visible on the clouds. Right. So the sky is pretty sort of neutral. Yeah. You've got these bursts of pink and peach on the clouds for once. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like a Turner painting. It is like a Turner painting. Like a Tina Turner painting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, maybe Tina has painted the sky for us tonight. We just don't know. Uh, she's a powerful woman. You sometimes see her in uh, in the correct realm, sketching away, sketching the landscape. I like um, when he asked me what I could see, I just said a shape. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is, that's what all things are. All things that you can see are essentially shapes. Improv rule one, um, just refer to everything as a shape and say yes and. Yes and another shape. Yes and another shape. Oh my God, what's that? A shape. It's very useful in improv circles, which is a shape as well. A circle is a shape. (laughs) Speaking of shapes, there's a shape at the door, Robin. And that can mean only one thing, that a guest is about to take shape within the shape of this pub. And as the door creaks, the latch unsheathes itself (laughs) into the moon underwater, walks Kima Bob. Hey, Kima. Hey! Um, I was trying to be a door creaking. 
um, I liked it. <laughs> I think you nailed it there. You could actually, if you wanted, stay here full time to impersonate the door every time someone comes in. That would be great. I'll do other like foley stuff, like hear someone walk in, but they're like a little drunk. Don't, 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 don't. That's good. I, I got a sense that they were sort of losing their balance a bit towards the end. There. Yeah. Do you think that Foley artists ever look back on the Foley of youth? Hmm. Hmm. It's really touching what's happening here. Kima, what do you make of the moon underwater tonight? How's it looking? Oh, man. So serene, this pub. It is the word, isn't it? Serene. It's like a lake with the reflection of the trees almost looking like they're growing downwards into the depths of the water. Kima, there's no escaping it. You're from America. Yeah. What part of America are you from? I'm from Houston, which is um, in Texas, which is bad as a state. A lot of not great things happen there. Uh, We love guns. We hate reproductive rights. Um, But we do have big steak if anyone likes red meat um so if you're like a man who doesn't care what happens when he uh, uh, potentially who doesn't care what happens with his uh, sperm um and you love steak then you know go have a good time mm. and that's that's written on the on the on the kind of road sign when you get into Houston yeah it's kind of like do you 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 trying to come, bro? <laughs> uh, you want steak? Get involved. But yeah, so I'm from Houston, which is one of the uh, better bits of Texas, I think. But it's still uh, pretty shit. So uh, if you were to create, well, which you are going to uh, here in the Moon Underwater, your perfect pub, would it be a, a sort of a British pub or would it be a Texan bar or would it be an L.A cocktail venue i think it would be a kind of la spin on maybe a british moment oh what a lovely thought you know because i feel like there's a lot of great stuff happening here and i definitely would scooch away from the kind of weather spoons energy of drunk 70 year old men at 10 30 a.m that's not really what I would go for. Um, but I do respect it, you know? And I love that you can get a meal there for five pounds. So a lot of good stuff happening in this nation. Well, look, Weatherspoons is not a... It shouldn't be a byword for bad. I think it has... It serves a purpose. And it, especially in, you know, even outside of London, my local golf club... So we're talking... This is in in High Wycombe, they've just put um, neck oil at the bar. Six quid a pint. Is neck oil a beer? Yeah, neck oil's a... Okay, because if it wasn't, yeah. I'd be like, whoa, they're charging a lot. I didn't even know your neck gets messed up playing golf. But there is a danger that with the sort of craft beer revolution and the cost of living and London especially, you put all those th- things together, you price huge swathes of people out of going to the pub. So I'm I'm not sort of I'm like you I'm I'm not entirely dismissive of Weatherspoons. Unlike me, I said it was great. <laughs> I'm, I perhaps might be more dismissive of uh, its management, um, but not necessarily the purpose it serves in communities. Yeah, 
I agree. That's a point of. I um I used to go there because you know you can get like unlimited uh, tea, you can get all the all the tea and coffee in the world, um and I used to make it in my office and that's how I know about the old drunk men in the morning because I'd be like oh gotta go get there before breakfast is over and get some of that unlimited tea and those men would be steaming and upset already. Nice. Steaming and upset. <laughs> they like, seemed yeah. mad about life. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this this LA spin on a British moment. What what's the LA and what's the moment? I mean, you don't have to be too specific, but I want to get a picture of what it's like when we walk in this place. These are important questions. Beanbag chairs. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I don't know if that belongs to anywhere. Geographically, <laughs> I've never seen it in a pub. I feel like it needs to happen. I just want people seated at different levels, get them close to the ground, keep it chill. And I think some of my more Californical choices um, involved what we're going to be serving, you know? I think you, you walk into a pub, oftentimes sports are happening. Not in here. We're talking about you know, one half is like <laughs> reality TV shows. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking? Like vintage Big Brother or up to the minute Love Island? All of the bits. I used to think that Love Island was a, a joke. I used to think it was a joke. I looked down upon it, like how some people may look down upon the local weather spoons. <laughs> but I, I took a seat. I took a seat in the Love Island and I said, whoa. This is an important social commentary. Mm. Also, it's telling me what lips are in this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got one half reality shows. What's the other half? Music videos. Ooh. But you can't hear the music. You're just looking at them and you're like, whoa. And they, they're from across genres and decades, right? So you're like, wow, look how funkadelic this is from the 70s. And then also, you're like, whoa, I don't know, there were five people in this group. I'm going to take a guess at something that might take that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I didn't know. One, two, three, four, five. Three now. Boom. Whoa. And and then someone would say, did you know there's three now? And now you're starting a conversation with a new person. Hang on, is it five? Barlow, Williams, Orange. I mean, it hasn't been five for years. But was it five? It was at one five point? in the nineties. Yeah. In their in, in their pomp, in take that's pomp. It was five. Yeah. Hello, I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and if you don't already know, I'm now a fully fledged podcaster. My show is called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them: someone they love someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. I've spoken to Lorraine Kelly about the letter she would send to celebrate her favourite teacher, Vicky Patterson about the letter she would send to her best friend who passed away, and Fee Glover talked to me about how much she loves Taylor Swift. The conversations are a celebration of people we love, and so we often find ourselves in tears of joy and sadness as guests share the letters of appreciation they wish they could send. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching for Jess Phillips wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy my podcast soon. 
Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you want to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com. Okay, Kima, this is interesting. So we've got an LA spin on a British moment that is scooting away from Weatherspoon's energy with beanbag chairs, uh, half reality TV shows, half music videos. Let's get into some of those Californical choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your first two draft options, please? Great. So it's really important to have things on the tap. People love that when that's happening. Um, so I would have, I don't know if it's called Leffe, Leff, Leffy. I, I would, I would go for a Leff. 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 I'm going to have that because I can't drink a, like a very serious beer. Like I noticed, like I'm not like an IPA person because I like a bitter and I'm like, give me that, that beer that almost tastes like candy. Yeah. It does have a really sweet taste. It's very strong, though, isn't it's so, it? It's it's quite gentle on the taste buds, but yeah. I think it has like probably like a decent. It's like seven or seven or eight, I think, left. It's six point six percent in a bottle. I don't know what the percentage is on draft. I've never had left. I am. Um, I you know you taste it and you go, am I? French now, and I don't even think it's French, but that's just <laughs> what it makes you wonder. <laughs> it's Belgian, I believe, isn't it? And it's like exactly. I was in a pub once, and they were serving it in pints, and it was just too much for a pint. Well, it's worth pointing out that there are many different incarnations of Lef, and in the bottles, it's much more of a sort of it's veering into strong Belgian sort of Trappist territory. You've got a nine percent, a couple of eight point twos, and eight point five. But I think what we're talking about is the Lef Blonde, uh, which is sort of on draft and is 6.6%. Mm. Ooh, that would that would get me to church. That's fun. And you know what? That's where people need to go. I forgot to mention there's also a little church at the back of this pub. <laughs> to confess your pints. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to praise something. You do. <laughs> So, uh, what's your second draft choice? Wow, this is really challenging. I want to go for 
Let me look at it and see. I don't want to get it wrong. It's important. I'm looking around. Okay, so what we're doing here is a little smuggling. So we're going to have some cannabis-infused social tonic. Wow. Whoa. C coming out here. Because <laughs> people need alternatives. And sometimes you don't want to drink. Sometimes you, you, sometimes you don't want to drink alcohol. Sometimes you want to drink weed. Mm. John, what's John got to say about this? He's a well, I can't say I would allow it in the moon underwater, <laughs> but we're creating your fantasy here. And also, it, I'm guessing in L.A., is that legal, a cannabis-infused social tonic? Yes. So I was there, and I definitely would never bring anything like that back to the U.K. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But I was there, and I was surprised to find that it's not medicinal that's legalized anymore. It's recreational that's legalized. So you can roll up to a dispensary. I enjoy going to Gorilla Rx, which is located in the Crenshaw area of L.A. It is woman-owned, which, you know, in cannabis business, big deal. And uh, you can roll up and you can say, hey, Give me something delicious. And they got all sorts of stuff. They got a weed-infused barbecue sauce, which is not what we're going to have on tap. But um, there are all sorts of beverages. And what I would like to have on tap is something that would have more CBD, which is like the calm, lovely stuff, and a sprinkle of THC. So people aren't just like super high, but like they are giggling and they're loving those beanbag chairs. Yeah, I like it. I like the vibe. It's a nice vibe. Do you know what? If, if, it's, if it's legal in LA and we're going to Californicate this pub, it's fine by Johnny J.R. I remember once being in Denver, Colorado, which is also where it's also legal. And going, Rocky Mountain High, they yeah, say. And going into a place to buy it. And it's all very official. Like you have to fill in a form. You know, it feels like you're in a doctor's waiting room because people are getting it medicinally and recreationally. And, you know, you, there's a receptionist there and you kind of fill in a form. And you, you sit down, and it's all very official. And then this guy came out, total stone, and dude goes, Hey, man, what can I get for you? Like, <laughs> that is so funny. you got to break down that, that barrier, break down that facade. You've filled in your forms, now you get to have fun with this guy. Right, so, well, so far we've got left blonde, 6.6%, and I thought that would be the strongest thing on draft. <laughs> uh, but then we've got cannabis-infused social tonic, uh, heavy on the CBD, sprinkle of the THC. It's lemon lavender flavour, by the way. Mm. Lemon lavender flavour? Yeah. So what would happen to you on this? I'd love to see it, John. <laughs> you probably, probably start going on about tax. <laughs> he loves tax yeah Kima and I have actually spoken on the phone about tax um, the thing is with income tax is this you've got to understand there's funding Whole, wholly and exclusively yes wholly and exclusively you remembered great stuff so but my question is if I were to go from left to Cannabis infused social tonic, back to left, back to cannabis infused social tonic, and am, am I going to get in a bit of a state? Um. Well, is that state California? <laughs> <laughs> well, do they do they react in together in a way that you would 
say was beneficial to the vibe? Well, so because it's a social tonic, we're keeping it cool, we're keeping it polite. And I say, yes, that is beneficial to the vibe. Um, it, I don't think it would be harmful to your person. Um, but the same way that you would say, hey, man, don't have uh, too many of beer. You say, hey, don't have too many cup of this. But mixing them's not going to get me in trouble, is it? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just the bar owner. Okay. I'll just call 111. 111. 999. What's 999? Emergency. What's 111? NHS. Oh, which one do I call if someone gets fucked up in my bar? Uh, depends how bad. Great. Well, I'll call one of those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the pub a drink with my friend. It was really nice. The pub was called The Moon Underwater. Well, I I think this is already shaping up to be one of the coolest hangouts uh, we've ever created on The Moon Underwater. Bing bad chair. Uh, Well, and that's just the start of it. What are your two bottles or cans, Kima? Okay, so I have a a variety here. One is for when you're feeling fancy, and the other one is for when you want to feel like you might as well have just gone to Tesco. Oh, nice. Yes. So there's this wine that my friend found because he went to a wine shop and he said, give me something nice. I want it to be white, and I want it to be a bit sweet, because that's what we're into in the here, okay? And it is a Chenin Blanc, okay? And from Herzog. I don't know what they do, but it's like it's like 26 bucks for the bottle. So in my uh, pub, you know, we're selling it for like 50 or something. So you can get it in um, Sainsbury's for 10 pounds. What the fuck? Yes. Why are these people trying to sell it to us for so much? Well, you don't know. It might not be the same. I mean, Baron Herzog, Chenin Blanc. Hold on. Let me... I'm going to hop on with you because this is ridiculous. Because that's not what it's costing at the store. Where is this wine from? I mean, I'm guessing Germany, but... Oh, is it... It's a kosher wine, isn't it? I don't know. All I know... Okay, wait. Let me Google this. Nope. Not this one. Not this one. Okay. Okay, I'll help you. Don't worry. So you need to also Google, I think, Clarksburg. See if that's helpful. Great. Oh, my God. These people are still trying to sell it for eleven ninety nine. Well, if it costs eleven ninety nine, then maybe I don't want to even drink it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't like it. If you, if, you, if you like the taste, you like the taste. Doesn't how much it cost. No. I'm just, I'm supposed to have a fancy moment. It's also important that it's from the late harvest. People need to have it from a late harvest as well. If it's from an earlier harvest, then it can fuck off. Okay, well, I think we've, I think we can stick with it. It's, because... it's an American wine. Sorry, I, it took me ages to find that. It's, so it's a, it's a Californian wine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a product of the USA. So that's my, that's a, t- a twist. Also, so. Yeah, that's one of my bottles, is this. And that's the white that we're having, and it's quite sweet. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I think they sell that in my local Sainsbury's. 
So that's the Baron Herzog Chenin Blanc. No, not Baron. I don't know who the Baron is, okay? It's just regular Herzog, okay? Regular Herzog Chenin Blanc. Yeah. Oh, according to the internet, this wine is grown in Yolo County, which, oh, nice. if we all remember the very popular Drake song, that's only a good omen. Mm. That's great. I mean, he came up with that uh, acronym, didn't he? Did he come yeah, up with supposedly. That? I mean, this isn't a podcast about why I don't trust Drake. Yeah, I mean, let me count the reasons, but yeah. <laughs> we all have them. Yeah. Uh, and also, you'll be delighted to hear that there is a Herzog Reserve Chenin Blanc, which is £30 a bottle. Good. So it it can be fancy. I think it just depends what iteration of it you get. Yeah, well, it's not Baron or whoever the F that is. So you said that you wanted one of your choices to be fancy and one to feel like you just headed to Tesco. So what's your second bottle or can? Also too sweet. It is a red and it is the jammy red that you can get from our good people at the... I think there's a kangaroo on it. Yellow tail. <laughs> nice. It is, with the greatest respect, an absolute disgrace. <laughs> it's so sweet. See, uh, real wine people that are like, I like wine, they're like, Ugh. but I am like, num, 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 give me this syrup. I like sweetish red wines. I do. I like Zinfandel and I like uh, Primitivo, which is the same thing. But I, I once had a bottle of Jammy Red Rue, and I think my suspicions were first aroused when the uh, the suggested pairing was pizza. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely That's fine. fine. It's Jammy. It says Jammy on it. Yeah. So, are, are you often drinking your Jammy Red Rue at home with friends and pizza? Which is how most people drink wine, let's be honest. Well, not always with pizza and not always with friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be, uh, I'm not sure, that it, though it would be perhaps more realistic, I doubt any wine company would say on the back of the bottle, why not just enjoy it on your own without any food yeah, or friends? Uh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why not enjoy it on your own, on its own? Let's face facts, things aren't going well. Have <laughs> so, fun, yeah. enjoy Jamie Red. You could really put it away. <laughs> 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 There's um, something, uh, I was in uh, Ghana in uh, January. It was incredible, so lovely. And um, I went to a resort and the waiter, we got this uh, red wine, and he was like, what's the year? Is it like 2018 or some shit like that? Where they're like, oh, you got to get wine from this year because the wine of this year, we love it. Or 2016, you know, they have, wine has like years and shit, whatever. J- Jammy Red Rue does not have years. It does need It does need to be drunk very quickly. <laughs> get rid of, he was like, get this wine. And we're like, okay, we'll get it. And then we're like, ooh, expensive bottle, we'll get it. And then it came and we're like, oh, actually, we don't like this. And he told us to put Coca-Cola in it. Some people do do that. Yeah, there is and we also did. A, a, fo- a form of sangria which uses Coca-Cola. So it's not it's not unheard of. I didn't know anything. Right, so uh, we put some in it. It made the wine drinkable, and that was fine. But he goes, yeah. He goes, this is something, this is a trick you might pull out when you want to, you know, just like drink three bottles and be yourself. 
And <laughs> it was the be yourself that really, I was like, I was like, is that what you need to be yourself? <laughs> Just be yourself. Well, it, I certainly get the impression in this pub you're able to be yourself, um, Kima, and we're going to return to it very soon. Uh, but before we do, before we end this half of The Moon Underwater, we need to head to Robin for The Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. <laughs> Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Welcome to the Moon Underwater pub quiz. I am the quiz master. And I am infallible, like the Pope of Trivia. As ever, I will ask some questions and will reveal the answers in part two. And this week, it's another boozy quiz as I ask four questions about alcohol consumption worldwide. Okay, so this is to do with who's drinking what, where in the world. So question one is, which country consumes the most beer per capita? Okay, beer, question one. Question two, which country consumes the most cider? You can probably see where this quiz is going. Which Question three, which country consumes the most whiskey? Per capita. This is all per, like per person. Per person, yeah. And question four, which country consumes the most gin per capita? So beer, cider, whiskey, gin. Very good. Rattled through that. I Ralph. did. Sorry, was it too quick? No, it's great. Thanks. It's a, it's a quick fire quiz. It's a quick fire quiz, yeah. Okay, folks. Well, there's interesting questions there, and we'll leave you on those uh, consumptive tenter hooks. By that, by which I mean about consumption, not the disease of consumption, aka TB. Uh, <laughs> and we will return. Whoa, that's TB. Yeah, this is huge. Sure. This is a big day for me. Yes, when people in Victorian times died of consumption, I'm pretty sure that's uh, a reference to tuberculosis, uh, which has broadly been brought under control in the UK, but still does uh, exist in in small areas. Uh, d- d- I should probably check that out. Don't know if <laughs> yes, that's true. Cool. Uh, <laughs> it sounded very off the t- off the top, off your head. There, it's it? medical. And I'm into it. Yeah, improv. Do you have improv medical information? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be such a bad service. The improv doctor. That's why you shouldn't spit in public, because it spreads TB. Uh, So, (laughs) folks, we will rejoin Kima Bob's Californicated pub. It's an LA spin on a British moment featuring uh, Lef Blonde, cannabis-infused social tonic, uh, lemon and lavender and CBD and THC, flavoured, Chenin Blanc from Herzog, the fancy one, please. Yeah, not the Baron. Not the Baron. And a jammy red roux. Just a lovely jammy red roux. Ideal for perhaps uh, a Hindu or just a lads get together or a mixed get together. A solo stag do. Solo stag do. <laughs> oh, I might have one of those. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you back in part two for the rest of Kima's choices and the answers to the Moon Underwater pub quiz.
Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you want to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.